Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about street photography. And I have spoken about street photography. We have on you know different podcasts at different times, but I just thought kind of a bit of a, I suppose, a, another look at it, maybe share some ideas. And it's something that I'm I'm super passionate about. It's something like I really love getting out with my camera and getting out on the streets of Brisbane particularly because it's been difficult the last few years of travelling not so easy that you know we've been kind of pretty much not been able to move around much although things are opening up now and we can start to move around a bit but like I said I still enjoy going into my home city and just trying to capture something different and each time I go in I'm always surprised that I can actually find something different to shoot just there's something always happening I mean, pretty much with street photography, that's the beauty of it because it's like all the random occurrences that happen in a city and if you're there with your camera and you're ready to capture, then that's how, how you can make some great street photography. And, and I'm quite often people, I suppose, I know a lot of people like to would like to do more street photography, but there's things that kind of hold them back. And I think that there's a couple of things to kind of get yourself in the right mindset and it's like every everything you do in life, you've got to kind of approach it with the right mindset to get the right outcomes. If you kind of go into it thinking with the wrong mindset, then quite often the results that you get aren't what you wanted. So let's go through a few things, I suppose, that I, I suppose the way that I kind of approach street photography and some of the things that I find that get me in the right kind of, I suppose, frame of mind and you know, comfortable to go into the streets and, and you know, search out and look for interesting things to shoot. And we won't really talk too much about what street photography is. I mean, I think most people understand what actual street photography is and there is a few different, I suppose, people have different ideas about what it is and it's really whatever you want it to, to be. So whatever you think is considered street photography, that's probably right. Like I said there's no really on-class rule that, it has to be a particular you know, type of photography. But typically it's kind of candid photography and it's candid moments that are captured with the camera. And typically these things are unedited and they're just as as seen through the lens. That's kind of, to me, the, the purity of street photography. If you can do that without kind of going in and influencing or manipulating any parts of the image. So one of the things I think to get yourself kind of on the right path and it kind of sounds a bit kind of basic, but it is really important, is you need to wear comfortable clothing and comfortable shoes because with street photography, you're going to spend a lot of time, you know, walking around, moving around and just changing positions and that type of stuff. So, you know, if you're going to, and, and again, typically if you're going to kind of go into street photography, you'll tend to spend quite a few hours on the street just wandering up and down different streets and checking out different locations. So if you wear the wrong type of shoes and then obviously halfway through the halfway through the time that you're planning to in there, that your feet start to hurt because the shoes aren't kind of comfortable enough, that will really impact the way your mindset is when it comes to taking photos because then it's kind of becomes a bit of a chore. Same as, like I said, just find wear something that's really comfortable Clothes that are comfortable, clothes that are suitable for the climate that you're shooting in, whether it be hot, cold or whatever. So they're, they're, 
clothes that you're not going to get in there and go, oh, it's freezing cold. Or, I wish they had a you know had a jacket or wish they had a, had something else or it's you know really hot or whatever. You want to kind of dress for the weather. So like I said, that you can be in there and you can spend time just wandering around and not having to have those things impacting on your mindset. So you don't want things to distract you and take you away from your goal of trying to capture those moments. And the other thing too is I always say, you know, while you dress is, you know, dress down. Like don't don't dress really loud with a really bright shirt. Just try and, I suppose, blend in as much as you can. So, you know, neutral colours, things that kind of aren't going to bring too much attention because you're kind of just trying to be a shadow on the street. You're just trying to be blend into what's happening and you just don't want to be kind of influencing it because people see this, you know, you're in your best Hawaiian shirt type of thing and you're wearing your best, I don't know, crazy hat. So you want to kind of have clothes that kind of just make you kind of, you know, just mould into the background. And the other thing too is, you know, choosing the right equipment. So these are what you're going to take with you. And, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Don't take a whole pile of stuff thinking, I'm going to change this, going to change that. Try and do one setup. Try and get a setup that just kind of can work. And a lot of times, a lot of people who do street photography will sometimes just use a prime lens. A lot of people will shoot maybe for a 35 or a 50 mil prime. And that's fantastic and that's fine. I tend to find that sometimes with different types of street photography, sometimes you can't quite get as close as you like and you like to to kind of, I suppose, be able to get in closer to the subject sometimes. So, I mean, my go-to lens for street photography is a 24 to 105. That combination, that length of 24 millimeters at the wide end on a full frame, and I always shoot it with a full frame mirrorless camera, and 105 at the long end, you've got a fair amount of latitude with that lens. It gives you, and you're shooting typically on the street, so you're typically, they're typically like an F4 lens, and so it's usually not a problem because usually when you're shooting, there's plenty of light about, so it's not an issue having a kind of F4 lens, but having that extra little bit of reach on the long end can be really, really useful sometimes when you're trying to capture something that you just can't quite get close enough to and so sometimes you know like I said I do like primes and the challenges of primes but sometimes the practicality of having a zoom is just makes it more practical and again it's getting back to that mindset if you're getting frustrated because you can't get close enough or whatever that's going to impact your overall experience you know it's going to be have play on your mind that oh I bought the wrong lens oh you know this is been a really chore now again you want to make things super super easy for yourself one of the other things is and this is just something that i've learned from years and years and years you know talking about having the comfortable shoes and the comfortable clothes you want the camera to be really comfortable you don't want to have the camera kind of weighing you down burning and i always use a like an over crossover shoulder strap so the camera hangs by my side not hanging around your neck when in front of you you look like a tourist I have a, like I said, an over-shoulder strap and the camera um, just hangs down by my side and it's kind of, for most parts, when you're walking along, people don't notice the camera. It's just kind of hanging out of sight, but it's really easy for you to grab the camera and just basically get ready to pull it up to make a shot. I tend when I'm walking sometimes too, if people sometimes might be uncomfortable with the camera swinging around, so sometimes I'll walk, I'll just have one hand 
kind of bracing against the camera, holding it kind of steady so it's not bouncing around, that type of thing when I'm just walking. But I just find like that setup for me works really good because I can go in and I've spent many a time where I've spent, you know, 12 hours shooting in a city and not kind of had to, like the camera hasn't been a burden, those types of things. It's just really, like I said, but you need to find your own layout for your, your camera straps or whatever or however you carry the camera and, and find something, like I said, that works comfortably for you. And like I said, just, again, it, it all adds into that trying to keep that mindset of being comfortable in what you're doing and you're not kind of worried about, you know, this thing dragging around your neck or whatever. So, again, trying to find those that, that, that perfect solution for everyone. And each person will find a different solution for that particular part of street photography. The other thing with um, street photography is because you are out in the street and you've got your gear, and, and chances are, I mean, there might be that you've got to swap a battery or you've got to swap an SD card or or you might have another piece of some other piece of equipment with you that you might take a small tripod or something. One of the things which is really useful, I mean, it is possible sometimes to, in the heat of the moment, you're shooting something, you're swapping a battery and you put the battery on, on the ledge or something while you're changing and then you see something interesting and you take off and you leave the battery there. So I normally say to people, it's well worth labelling all the removable parts of your camera, like batteries, SD cards, um, things like tripods and those other things, is to label them with your, um, at least with your name and maybe your mobile phone number. And that way, at least, you know, if someone, if you do leave it sitting somewhere and, you know, a lot of people are quite honest and people will see that. And, I mean, I've actually found SD cards and I've... um, they haven't had any names on, but I've actually, you know, taken them home, opened them up and had a look and see if there's anything in there that would identify who the photographer is. And sometimes that's another way to do it. And one of my tips that I normally give to people like for labeling stuff is if you have a piece of paper in your camera bag with your details, like your name and email and maybe your mobile phone number, you can have that piece of paper. And then when you do put a new card in the camera, if you take the first frame, just take a picture of that piece of paper with all your details on it. So the very first image that's recorded on the frame is going to be your details. So that's another way of kind of, I suppose, labelling it as well as, like I said, you know, SD cards and you know other types of cards. There's enough room in there with a, with a kind of a, you know, a Sharpie felt pen. You can write a phone number on there or something, so you can get some type of information on there that someone can use. So again, it's just about thinking ahead, doing these things before you actually go out on the shoot and just have them kind of there because you don't want to kind of go out there and actually lose something and then kind of make it a bad experience. So try and minimise things. And always, I mean, try and think about when you put stuff down that you pick it up and you don't, you know, those type of things. But like I said, it is easy to get distracted sometimes, especially if something interesting is happening. I've done that where I've actually walked off and left a my tripod and then I've suddenly like got, you know, 10 feet away and went, oh, something's not right. And then, oh, my tripod, I left it on that ledge over there. So you go back and grab it. So again, it's just trying to have that peace of mind, that kind of presence of where you are and, and what you're doing. So so the other thing too with, and again, this is a confidence thing, more, more for the photographer than anyone else. Sometimes people are worried, you know, if you're shooting in an area where it's quite quiet, that the sound of the shutter 
is sometimes like you're worried that that's going to spook people or that's going to have an impact on the scene. So if your camera has some type of silent shooting mode, this is something you can practice by putting a camera on silent shooting mode. Like I said, for the main part, people won't hear the camera. You'll hear it because you're conscious of that. You're taking that picture. And for some part, you kind of like feel like you're intruding a bit. So sometimes that's why people just get a little bit anxious because you feel like you're intruding on other people's lives by taking these pictures. But you see these interesting things happening and you're wanting to document them, but you do feel a little bit a little bit anxious about shooting that scene. And so again, so anything you can do to make yourself more comfortable in that, in that situation, like I said, sometimes turning off the sound on the camera just gives you, you feel like you're less of an impact on the scene because the camera's not making a noise. So again, it's just something to... Give yourself a little bit of a, so it's a different way to think about things is thinking about all these other things that is going to impact on your experience doing street photography. The other thing where it becomes shooting silent becomes quite useful is sometimes, you know, you'll, yeah, and this is usually what happens if you are street, shooting on the street for extended periods of time, at some point you're going to stop and want to have something to eat or something, at least something to drink. So you're going to maybe pull into a, you know, find a cafe or something. And if you do find a cafe, one of the things is great is if you can find a like a window seat at the cafe because sometimes you can get some great scenes shooting from inside a building out. So you can you know, you see people walking past, sometimes there's reflections, those types of things. So sometimes, again, it, that just gives a different um, aspect because you can use the window as a bit of a frame sometimes if it's depending on where you're sitting. And again, that's when the silent shooting becomes a bit of a, I suppose, a bit of a thing that makes you feel a bit more comfortable that you're not going to kind of have this camera making all this noise. So again, investigate investigate what options are available on your particular camera to see what you can, you know, what you can, how you can set the camera up. The other thing with street photography is it's really about being ready. Things happen very quickly and you need to be kind of able to react quickly. So you really need to be kind of have your camera settings where you need to have them for the particular area you're in but you need to be able to kind of know where everything is on your camera so you can quickly if something happens you can quickly get the camera into position if you've got to make an adjustment to your settings you can quickly do that because like I said things happen quickly and sometimes you just want to be able to capture stuff that is um, happening in front of the camera so again it's about being ready some of the best shots I've got I've just had a literally I've seen something I've pulled the camera up and I've got a sh- I've got a frame and then a bus pulls out in front of you or or that person ducks into a car or, or or ducks into a shop or something and they're gone you saw this great kind of you know person walking along and they look yeah you know, fantastic on the street with the background and then it's these things only last a very short period of time and the thing is about kind of being ready to shoot. So as soon as you kind of see something, you need to not hesitate. You need to be able to, you know, get the camera up and just shoot and be confident that you're going to get the frame. Like I said, I've got a number of shots that I'm really kind of, you know, some of my favorite street shots. Because of the pressure, there was like that that split second of getting the shot or not getting the shot, and there was no second chance. So when you nail it and get it, Again, it's a feeling of a, that you've accomplished something. And again, it's about being ready. But it's been having that mindset again about being ready in the right state of mind. And you can just quickly go into shooting mode from kind of just sitting there and bang, you're on. You're on. 
The other thing too is sometimes like if you're starting off in street photography, sometimes it's quite, um, you feel a little bit, again, anxious about pointing the camera across at someone and shooting them in case they look over and they're going to kind of give you a bit of a strange look. What are you doing? Is that a lot of cameras these days, like I said, you know, have a flip out screen. So you can actually shoot from the hip. So you can actually have the camera down lower, be able to operate the camera shutter, but be able to see what it's in the viewfinder by flipping up the screen if you've got a rotating or, or flip screen on the back of your camera. And again, this just helps you, again, with your confidence, be able to take time to frame something. And I tend sometimes, like I find somewhere you're sitting in a mall, I'll be sitting down, I'll have the camera sitting on my lap, I'll have the you know, the lens open quite wide at 24mm, so I'm capturing a lot. And I'll be waiting, people will be walking past and I'll be just taking shots, but I'll be kind of looking down at the camera and I'm looking across at where, where people are and their relationship to the other um, things in the background. And again, it's a way of kind of, I suppose, training wheels of getting those candid shots without having to kind of stand there and point the camera directly at the subject. You can be somewhat removed by sitting there and shooting from the hip. So again, it's just something to practice. It is more, It is a bit more difficult if you've got a camera that you can't see the preview screen because quite often you can be way off with your composition. The camera won't quite be at the right angle or pointing in the right direction to capture everything. But these days, and again, look, if that's the case, just practice, because you can learn just from practicing. You can just learn by how much angles on the lens to how much is going to be in the frame, where the frame's going to stop. So you, again, it's just one of those things, practice shooting from the hip. It's just another way, like I said, especially if you're just starting out, another way just to give you a little bit of confidence you know with your photography the other thing with street photography and monochrome black and white whatever you want to call it grayscale you know is a, a fantastic medium for street photography because some of my favorite you know shots that I've taken are black and white and for a number of reasons because black and white quite often strips away some stuff that kind of could be a distraction you know, brightly coloured objects that are in the background or other things that your eye might go to first. Um, so it's a useful tool for sometimes sanitising a scene, really, like, you know, by pulling out the colour is making it so that you can direct people's eyes to something else, like the subject that you're trying to capture in the frame. So sometimes black and white is a great way of doing it. Now, one of the tips I always give people is definitely experiment black and white and experiment with it in the camera so on a lot of cameras you can actually change the the shooting style to be say monochrome so what's actually shown on the back of the camera is actually the monochrome image and the trick is if you shoot in raw and jpeg what you'll have is you'll have the raw image will be in color and the jpeg image will be in black and white because that's what's being really displayed on the back of the of the camera but by turning the camera into monochrome mode it just gives you that preview so you can actually kind of see how it's working. So you can say, okay, if I look at that there and shoot it, there's too much contrast between this and this, but if I move here, it's the, the contrast is better. And again, it's just a way of looking at it in colour with thinking later I could convert that to black and white. It may not work, but if you shoot it in black and white through the camera so you can actually see what's happening, you'll get a better understanding of what works and what doesn't work. So again, it's just just something... Easy to do, you know, go into your settings, have a look. Each camera is going to be slightly different, but I think most cameras give you the option to be able to shoot in monochrome. 
And there's even manufacturers now who are making cameras that there's monochrome, ca- digital monochrome cameras. That's all they sh- shoot in. And back in the day when I you know shot film, you know, I'd have two bodies, and one would have color film, and one would have black and white film. So I could alternate between the two two bodies and shoot two different styles of picture. These days we can do all that with the one camera. And like I said, some people's go-to position for monochrome or black and white shooting is to actually you know take the picture and then go into post and convert it to black and white. And that's still something you you know you can do that that suits you. Or like I said, sometimes I like to shoot, see what I'm getting, how it's going to look, so I can make some you know adjustments to my composition or adjustments to um, settings or whatever, just so I can kind of see what's going to be captured. So again, it's just a little tip to try and do that. The other thing with you know, street photography is you've really got to keep your eyes open. You've really got to be scanning around, looking at everything that's happening around you, looking what people are doing, where they're going, those types of things. And sometimes, you know, what you can do is sometimes you can find a really cool background. So you'll find this kind of building or do, or a set of doors or a set of windows or some other interesting things that people are walking past and sometimes people will walk past those things and they'll have something in common with the, with the, the background there might be something it might be something they're holding uh, could be what they're wearing you know all those types of things that sometimes you can find things that complement so you can find a background where some people actually complement that background so sometimes that's not a bad way of just sitting in a position with your background there and just letting people walk into the frame and then as you see something interesting in the frame, then you you take the shot. And again, this is a technique that I've used many, many times and I've got some great results by using that technique. Typically what I do is I tend to find again, and this is getting back to what how I first started the podcast, I was talking about the mindset. I tend to find that if you can stay there for more than any more than twenty minutes and you're not actually getting, you know, you've got some okay or but you're not kind of you haven't got a shot that oh that's really great move on find another background move to another part because you will get frustrated with it and it's kind of like once you get frustrated that will then start to impact your overall shooting experience and again try and keep it that you're not getting into that frustrated way and type of thing so again i just basically 20 minutes is the max and then i'm and i'm going to actually be moving i'm going to be moving to somewhere else and actually try and flog this area to bits because you're just thinking I'm here I'm going to keep sticking it out until I get something interesting you will get frustrated time to move on the other thing too which with street photography sometimes you can get some at different times of the day especially in cities you've got lots of tall buildings you've got laneways you've got you know there's pockets of light that come through and shades of light come through between buildings sometimes they just illuminate a single spot so when someone walks through that spot they're kind of like they're in a they're in a yeah, studio light they're being lit and sometimes i'll look for those those occurrences where you've got this light coming from somewhere like it's coming between buildings and it's hitting a particular part of the of the scene and as we walk through that you try and time do the timing that you're capturing the person at that right moment when the light is kind of highlighting them and seeing them so again it's just a matter of keeping your eyes open and looking around and thinking about the light and thinking about how you can use that light. And again, it will change because you might get there and you'll find like the sun moves pretty quickly and most people kind of don't realize how quickly the sun is moving. And 
So quite often, you know, you'll be in there and you might only have a few minutes where that light is really falling in the most optimal place for you to be able to, to capture subjects. So again, look at it. And then sometimes, like I said, it's just a matter of if the light has changed, maybe something just about moving your position slightly to reposition and you might get another couple of minutes of usable light that you can use to light your subjects. And again, it's just that kind of mindset and thinking about it. The other thing, if you're planning on doing street photography in your city, do some research like Google stuff, Google street photography in your city, see what other people have taken, you know, do some investigations of what interesting things might be happening in the city. You know, by knowing what's happening, and there might be, you know, might be a street parade on, there might be other type of things, you know, there might be a, um, a convention in town, like, you know, sometimes you'll have the comic-con type of conventions and you have a whole lot of people buzzing around in cosplay outfits and sometimes they look great incorporating them into a street photography scene so again by knowing what's going on and having done a bit of research you can basically kind of have you know get in there and know that there's going to be some interesting stuff happening and you know you can then use that to your advantage but again it's about doing that research and again, these days too, like if you're not sure of a particular area, just, you know, you can get onto Street View, you can look at all these different Google Maps and different things, and you can get an idea about how it looks, and you might think, oh, that looks interesting, but then when you start looking, oh, it's going to be a bit, you know, there's not a lot of room there, I'm not going to be able to get the type of shot that I thought I might be get. So again, you can do that before you actually venture out on the street. And the last thing which I'll kind of add to, I suppose, on this episode of Focus is about your safety. And again, you have to be mindful of your, your situation, where you are. It's very easy to get caught up sometimes in the buzz of something interesting happening, not paying attention to where the traffic is going, or there might be other people in there who don't share the love for street photography, and they might kind of admire your camera gear, not for the reasons that you love your camera gear. So again, you just need to be mindful of where you are particularly if you're going and doing street photography and it's kind of in an area of town where there's not a lot of people around, you know, it's down a dark laneway or somewhere. And again, this is where sometimes having a shooting buddy with you is really handy. Someone to kind of be, just be your extra eyes and ears just to keep it, you know, what's what's going on. Tap you on the shoulder and, hey, get back. You, you, you've just about got hit by a bus then because you were kind of concentrating on that and you didn't see the bus kind of, Swerve in, I've seen that happen a few times where people have actually got very close to the traffic and uh, fortunately, you know, nothing bad happened, but it could have. So again, it's just being mindful. And again, like I said, the other thing is just be mindful. Not everything that you see on the street is going to be suitable for street photography. You know, if some people are having a fight, pointing your camera at them may not be a smart idea. That could actually, you know, or you could be, brought into the whole conflict because people think that you're, you know, you've taken a picture of them or whatever, for whatever reason, if they're fighting, there's probably, you know, like I said, maybe they're not kind of, maybe they're affected by uh, alcohol or something else. So they're not thinking clearly. So again, you have to be the person who decides on what's going to be safe and what's not going to be safe when you're shooting. And again, there's no photo worth putting yourself in harm's way to get, you know, there's just, and, and look, you hear about people, like I said, trying to track up something and then end up having a fall and injuring themselves. And like I said, it wasn't really worth it at the end of the day. So 
So in this episode, of Focus, been talking about street photography and just trying to take you through some of the some of my ideas and some of my things about street photography. And again, it's kind of like you know, it's such a great pursuit and it's such a great subject to shoot, like for photography. That I know a lot of people want to do more street photography, but things do hold them back. So just work your way up, you know, a little bit, little bit, like a little bit. Get your confidence up, and like I said, just chip away at it. Try some of these techniques that we've talked about in the podcast today, and just see if some of those will just help you gain your confidence in getting out there on the street and getting some great shots. Until next time, I've been Steve Finkel for Fundamission Focus, discussing photography. Talk again real soon. See ya.